all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. The key is catching you off guard. <laughs> yes, which you, which you did. I was thinking about something else. I know. I knew you were. <laughs> um, follow us Insta, Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. See. Oi. <laughs> um, we're recording two nights in a row. Yes, we are. For Roanoke. So by the time this comes out, Hurricane Isaias will be, <laughs> I can't say it without putting that emphasis on it, um, will have come and we'll gone. We'll have made landfall and gone away. Yeah, and things aren't looking great for the... It's not I, looking good for the coast. It's not, but at the same time, this is still a... Mu- I, maybe I will be eating my words by the time this comes out, but apparently it's been downgraded or will be downgraded to a tropical storm. Good. It could also technically hit, like just ram straight into us, but I think at this point we can handle anything. You know, <laughs> I looked at it and they were like possible wind gusts <clears throat> up to fifty miles an hour, and I was like, Meh, yeah, okay, yeah. two to four inches of rain. Meh, meh. Yeah. At least uh, I'm not driving around in a car with a, a plastic Door, bag doors taped. that don't latch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not rolling around in an SEL premium. (laughs) I'm not, but you are. (laughs) What you drinking? I am, uh, well, the two of us are having Cersei? Cersei. Yes, I would would suggest that. Who makes this again? Um, Mother... Mother Earth? Earth, yes, I think so. Yes, Mother Earth out of Asheville. Everyone has a seltzer now. Yes. Everyone has a seltzer. That's what these are. But these aren't very sweet. Mm -mm. I think we've talked about them before. I think so. They're more like a seltzer water. Like kind of normal tasting for the most part. Just Mm -hmm. they have alcohol in them. Yes. And I think that's where the sweetness comes from. What a bonus. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I got some uh, Sierra Mist the other day. I should bring it like for the office for my office fridge. Diet Sierra Mist. But yeah. yeah. I Um, know you like that. Yeah, you know, something, mix it up a little bit. And uh, I was thinking I should bring that home and put some rum in it. <laughs> Good <laughs> idea. Good. <laughs> I, I second that idea. Someone commented recently that our drinks have gotten really boring. And you're right, because we don't go to our our nice uh, pharmacy. We, we, don't, we don't anymore. Anymore, as, as much as we used to. Um, it's just an additional trip out you know at a time when especially in breweries around here uh people are allowed to take off their masks while drinking you know like sitting at their tables because you can't drink a beer in a brewery or a it's not a brewery it's a tap room Mm -hmm. uh without taking off your mask obviously so when we do go occasionally we're kind of in and out like yeah grab the stuff we want buy it and get out um Get, get out! Get out! <laughs> what is that from? It's from the movie Get Out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, so yes, uh, our our selections have gotten a bit dull. Yeah, but sorry uh, about that. It's in these well, trying I mean, times. My selections, <laughs> they, they, I think they mean your selections. That's probably my, true. My selections always been pretty, uh, pretty standard. That's probably very true. Yes, yeah, so always <laughs> you're a local national. Yes, or a national local. National local. Either either or. <laughs> um. Again, this will be horribly behind and irrelevant by the time we this actually gets released, but the Canes won today. Yes, they did. Hopefully, by the time this gets released, they're still going strong. Uh, yes, let's hope so. Yeah, so hockey's... Was it fun to watch hockey again? It was so much fun. Like, because uh, I'd watched a couple of the exhibition games, mm-hmm. um, but they are what they are. They're exhibition games. They don't really matter. Right. It's, it's basically players just Warm-up. trying to get their... Yeah, just trying Proof. to get their... But <clears throat> the Rangers are our nemesis. nemesis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. It doesn't matter how good we are, how bad they are, how good they are, how bad. It's just that's just a team that Struck for death. whatever reason we just can't beat. So it was a it was we a good uh, it was a good start. Yeah. Was it weird watching hockey with no one in the like seeing no one in the stands? Not really. No. I mean, really not. I mean, not because re- I'm just. You're watching the play. I'm watching the play. Yeah. yeah. So. Was uh, Maniscalco calling? He was. Yes, nice. he was. How did he do? Uh, not very well. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I didn't think he did all that great, but I think. I, he's 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 getting his sea legs. But what you have to keep in mind, uh, referees are having to come back in, shake off rust. So our broadcasters, so our. That's true. Everybody is. Everybody yeah. is having to shake off a little rust, so. Well, and this is. Mike Maniscalco's kind of first, yeah, like real step up. But the moment. funny thing was, uh, Maniscalco was doing the play-by-play for mm-hmm. Fox Sports Carolina, which is what was broadcast here locally. Mm-hmm. But if you were watching the game outside of this region, uh-huh. it was broadcast on uh, NBC. Was it Forsland? Which John Forsland was really? calling the game. This must be so fascinating to everybody. Yeah, I don't think it is. I'm so sorry. We're getting very inside (laughs) baseball about hockey. Yes, but I'm just pumped that on August 1st, hockey season is back. That's true. Has has hockey ever. I doubt it. Has the NHL ever played in August before? I don't think they've ever ever even played in July. Yeah. Yeah. Because May, right? Is typical. Maybe June? Early June? Preseason usually starts at like uh, in early September, and the okay. the Stanley Cup generally doesn't get decided till like mid June. Okay, so, so this is like the one of the two months that it never that it happens. never plays. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and just and oh. just having it back is just it's like okay. It feels a little more like there's life. It feels at a little the more normal, <laughs> kind of. It does, even though it's not normal. Nah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it because. Um, I'm sure everyone listening knows exactly what I mean by this. Like, we kind of grab onto any sense of normalcy during these trying times. <laughs> I think were, I think most you know? people are kind of going through the same thing. Yeah, I, I would know? say absolutely. I, mean, I would say absolutely that the, this, this is, is just this a hugely is, common experience. This is only the second time since this whole thing happened in the what, last five months? Mm-hmm. Five months ago, probably? Yeah, close to almost, almost yeah. five months here in the States, yeah. This is only the second time I've done any sort of get together mm-hmm. that, that's it yeah we've we've been we've been really good i go to work because i have to mm-hmm. um go grocery shopping and stuff like that and, and with that's, masks and that's basically it yeah. and we just stay home the mm-hmm. rest of the time yeah we don't go out and do stuff like hang out or yeah 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Again, riveting. I'm, yes, I'm sure. riveting, riveting. Well, um, what what may or may not be riveting to everybody is that we are finally to the final part, i.e. the mystery part of the the lost part of the lost part of We are on episode three slash episode six, Return of the Jedi. Yes. <laughs> part three. See, I even said that. Return oh, of the nice. Jedi. Yes. So. How re- awesome would it have been if there were Jedi, like back in the 1500s? That would have been awesome. Or any time period, really. But even if better back then. If there were Jedis, then. now they could help us out a lot. But they might turn. You have to keep that in mind. Ugh. Anakin turned. But then he turned that i don't know i don't know anyway let me reiterate in the we need a bunch of gray jedi in the 1580s sir walter raleigh made multiple attempts to establish a colony on the coast of modern day north carolina when a relief mission was sent to the last colonists arriving in 1590 all of the previous inhabitants were missing as were most of their belongings and they were never found of found or heard from again and we will that's what we're getting to today. And when we mean again, we mean <laughs> up until in today. Yes, literally. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is still very much a mystery. Spoiler alert. So in last week's episode, which we recorded last night, we covered the attempts to actually send and keep colony colonists on Sir Walter Raleigh's Colony of Virginia, a.k.a. Roanoke. The first attempt, as you'll recall, went spectacularly off the rails but they were still ready to send another 100 plus people this time, including women. Remember the first, the Lane expedition was a military expedition. It was yes. all male. Yep. This was more like a, we're actually going to stay and give it a go and try to populate in the whole thing. And right off the bat, old George Howe was killed when he made the poor choice to go fishing alone. And then John White, the plucky governor of the colony and apparently talented watercolorist, first tried to offer a truce to the Sikatans, who were, shall we say, not exactly receptive to his overtures. Uh, let's not get into let's that get just into yet. That. And so Johnny Boy decided to try a different, perhaps less diplomatic tactic. Now, in the first episode, I listed sources. For this episode, I had a few additional sources, so I'm going to list them. History on Trial, which was uh, is a website from Lehigh University. Little Things the U.S. National Park Service, and the Washington Post. So, John White has tried making peace with the Sikatans through, like, hey, can't we just talk this through? Can't we all just get along? Like the, I was, like just, the gonna rev- say, I was <laughs> just gonna say the same As thing. As Tony Soprano said, uh, in the words of the Reverend King, Reverend Rodney King Jr., or no, maybe that was Michael Scott. Anyway, I think, it, that was I think it was Michael Scott. That's <laughs> definitely not a Tony Soprano no. line. He didn't give a shit about... Right. Uh, no, he said something like that. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so now it was time... In his mind, his warped little mind, for the colonists to and that poor attack. guy. I mean, I always think of that moment. He gets the shit beat him, beat out of him by oh cops. Rodney King. Yes. Oh jeez. Um. Yes, he committed not a felony. What What was his? He what was, was pulled, he getting arrested? I think for? he was pulled over for drunk driving. I think that's okay. what he was pulled over for. You but don't beat the shit out of a drunk driver. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> not, that's that's not, not a violent that's, offense. That's not that's supposed not, to be the... No. Well, it could be. It's, well, if, it's they, a, if the person turns violent, yes. Yes. But. And even if he did, which is reported that he did, okay, you detain him, 
and you put them in the back of a car. You, you don't, don't spend ten minutes well. beating the fuck out of them. Literally taking turns out of well, them. Well, as we've them. learned, yeah. even today, apparently there's not just a few bad apples, but many, yes. many cops who think it's acceptable to kill a black man for just about anything. And they can all go fuck themselves. Well, or just kill anybody. I mean, I, you know, but that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's cute, a completely... But at the same time, people of color are disproportionately Oh, for, affected. yes, for sure. But, Let's but, but like, but like that. Donald Trump said, oh, they kill white people too. Like, it, oh, like, oh, great. Oh, see, there we go. Yes. Oh, isn't that so We kill so much children, better? white people, brown oh, people, black people. Well, they then kill, what's the problem? They kill everybody. You know, we're good. We're fine then. If you're 10 years old oh with a squirt God. gun, you'll get shot too. Oh my God. <laughs> that, was his, that was literally his defense if anybody saw that clip. He's like, oh, do you know how many white people they've killed? Like, is that supposed to be a good thing? Anyway, we're getting way off the rails already early on. It might have something to do with colonialism. Oh, well, stay tuned. <laughs> For my closing comments I can't on this wait. story. Oh, yes. I will give you the high sign, remember, when I want you to not interrupt me. Yes. Because I have a slight rant at the end. Okay. A slight one. It is actually very slight. I'm sure I will improvise more. But I meant is. slight as in you're slighting the people oh, you're writing against. Oh, I gotcha. Against. <laughs> slight. <laughs> so in the wee hours of August 8th, 1587, John White finally decided the best defense for the colony was a good... Offense. Yes. And led the colonists in an attack against the Sicatans and other hostile tribes. The attack was against the village of... I'm so sorry. I must apologize massively in advance. Could not find a pronunciation guide. Going to do my best. I'm guessing the three Sicatans that don't exist anymore that might listen to our podcast. There are, are still th- there yeah, are still I'm, people I'm, I'm descendants. Kidding. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Dasamanga punk. Dasamanga punk. Dasamanga punky. Dasamanga Dasamanga wemba punky. <laughs> no, definitely wasn't it. Dasamanga we punky. Maybe. Uh, sure. Yeah. Anyway, it's a long word. All of those are correct. Yes. And that was named for the faction of Secotans of the same name. So so there are like tribes and then subgroups of tribes, right? So that, and they have different names that um, are hard to find pronunciation guides on, on Google. So step it up, Google. Um, the inj- So uh, they injured all those they were able to catch off guard, including women. So they were just, there was no like rules of engagement or war or whatever. They were just going after whoever they could. They actually, it is not good that they ended up killing one person, but they did only kill one person. Like, in my opinion, that turned out better than it could. They could have ended up like genuinely massacring an entire contingent of people. They did not. They actually only ended up killing one person, but they severely injured many. So it was horrible. Um, Now, here's the problem. Aside from the fact that they were assholes <laughs> who uh, attacked the people who had every right to be living where they were living, right? There were no Sekatens in the village at the time. They, what? yeah. So, hey, who did they kill and injure? Um, well, so here's here's the problem. Uh, the Sekatens had gotten wind <laughs> that the colonists were trying to first negotiate with them, right? And when they said no, they're like, we don't trust that they're not going to just come and massacre us then. So they got out of there. 
They're like, okay, well, we're out because they're going to come and attack us. Well, what do you know? They were completely right. Well, when they left the village and abandoned it, the Croatans were like, hey, now would be a great time for us to go to this village and see if they left any shit behind that we can, you know, get a hold of. It, it It was a good opportunity. But they did not know what white and whitey had in mind, right? So the colonists fucked up yet again by killing the one tribe. <laughs> the wrong people. The, not only the wrong people, but the one tribe that was somewhat friendly with mm-hmm. them. This was Manio's people. Yes, yeah. And Manio was their guy. So they actually had okay relations with the Croatans until they fucking killed one and until injured they, well, a Well, until they them. ambushed them. Yes. Yes, completely so. So... In their case, in their defense, and I'm going to give little defense to European settlers. They didn't know that. I get it. They did not know. But... But good on the Sikatans for being like, hey, we're we're just going to... We know. We're going to lay low. We know what these fuckers (laughs) are up to. We're going to move somewhere else. Yeah. So the colonists managed to further alienate the only indigenous people around them who were even remotely friendly or helpful to them. And this is also, uh, can, can I do a little side rant here? Oh, yes. This is a classic dumb white person leadership that you couldn't possibly see that outcome. Like, you're in such a manic state. Like, oh, we're just going to do this. You know, on a whim. You know, they attacked us. We're going to get back at them. You couldn't, you couldn't see, like, the board the further. The forest through the trees. Sort and of you thing. couldn't even plan it out further, like... What if they leave? What if it's this yeah, other? Right? What if, what uh-huh. if it's this other tribe coming in? We what don't if, know. What if they're not? Because well, here's also part of the problem in the whole mirror of white superiority. They probably didn't think they could be that smart and figure it out. I am projecting, and I fully recognize I'm projecting onto John White and the colonists. But I'm guessing they weren't attributing much intelligence to the local well i'm not i'm i'm honestly not thinking that i'm thinking for more of just even from their standpoint i'm thinking of battle tactics Mm. i'm thinking Mm -hmm. most of these people must have served in the army or or in the version of the army or Uh or the navy or something Uh like that where you would think that Mm -hmm. they would learn battle tactics that they would learn it's like sun tzu basics like yeah (laughs) yes Uh like okay uh these people probably know we're coming Mm mm-hmm and we're going to go after them anyway, so they can do one of two things. They can either just leave, which they did, mm-hmm. or they can just booby track it, trap everything. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that's true. They could have been walking into a trap and not known it. Yeah. I mean, it it's was just, not a smart thing. It's just the, the amount of arrogance and slash ignorance yes. mm-hmm. is agree with you on that. somewhat astounding. It's like, mm-hmm. come on. It's like, yep. you, you couldn't think your way through this a little bit better? So... <laughs> Having really fucked up with the Sekatins, they pulled the only card that they still had, which was Manio. <laughs> Being like, okay, Manio, you're up again. Can you please set this straight somehow? You're somehow responsible for our fuck up. Yeah. And for smoothing things over. Now, he did actually manage to sort of smooth things over. In other words, there wasn't like an active, oh, now the sick. Sikotans are ma- or the Croatans are massively against us. So it helped. 
And here's the, here's the fucking, oh my God, tokenism part of this whole thing. So they clearly recognize that their ass is grass. So you mean the whole story up to this point has oh, not been tokenism? Oh my God. <laughs> so they knew that if it weren't for Manio, they would, would be, they would be dead essentially at this point, right? Because of his diplomacy, he probably kept the Croatans from retaliating. So they gave him the completely useless fucking honor of baptizing him and dubbing him the Lord of Roanoke and Dasamangapunk. Now, what's also... Well, that'll fix everything. Yeah. And and now I I wrote, I imagine this to be similar to when Michael Scott called Dwight Schrute assistant to the regional manager, just trying to keep someone happy without really acknowledging their value in any meaningful way. (laughs) It was bullshit. It was bullshit. Baptism is also bullshit. Just going to put it out there. I might be a little fired up. So, they also continued their self-congratulatory whiteness when Eleanor Dare gave birth to her child, Virginia. Ever heard of her? Virginia Dare? Because we'll talk about her later. On August 18th, 1587, earning the child the dubious honor of being the first European child born in the so-called New World. And we'll talk about this later, but um, uh, most of the Outer Banks are in modern-day Dare County. Oh. The uh, name does sound familiar. We'll I guess t- that's, that's probably why. Oh, yeah. fuck. It's so problematic. We'll get into it. So interestingly, another kid was born just a few days later, but history tends to only remember the firsts, not the seconds. So tough luck, kid. You may have died anyway. Who knows? So despite Manio's gift for diplomacy, his tactics only went so far. He could only fix so much fuckery that the colonists did. And so conditions between the Croatans... Yeah, he's, he's, like, he, he's, like, uh, he's like the 1580s version of Donald Trump's campaign staff. He's like, <laughs> trying to he's like, like, you <laughs> fuck things up so much. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't help you anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know how we can make this work. So just shit started eroding and it makes absolute sense. So within days of the attack on the Croatans, the Croatans pulled their support for the settlers, meaning they could no longer count on the Croatans for food or supplies, meaning they were shit out of luck. Again. Again. Yes. And it was also approaching the time when the expedition fleet was to head back to England. So remember, not everyone who sailed... To the the colony was staying well, just stay. the designated yes. colonists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, because things were going so poorly at Roanoke and the situation was clearly going to turn very desperate very quickly, the colonists actually tried to persuade John White to head back with the fleet to get them supplies ASAP. Sounds like a good idea <clears throat> to me. He was reluctant to do this. Now, at first I was like, wait a second. That sounds like bullshit because if I were him, I'd be more than happy to just get the fuck out of there. But so, like, oh, why is he also all of a sudden altruistic? Well, let's listen to yeah. his reasons oh, for why God. he didn't want to oh, go, right? Yeah. Apparently, one of the reasons he didn't want to leave was that his stuff was there. His valuables were there. He didn't want to leave his valuables. Who might steal it? <clears throat> so I buy that a bit more under those circumstances, because that sounds about right for any of these people. He was also afraid he would be accused of abandoning the colony, what with him being governor and all. So the colonists submitted to him a signed document 
asking him to go. So you could, he, they were like, you can give this to Raleigh like, we'll put it and on say, yep, that we asked you to go. Like, it's so severe. We're actually going to put it on a record where if you just came back and we all died, you could just tell them whatever they want. Right. Whatever you want. <laughs> and they would just believe it. But it's so severe. Get, please help. Like, yeah. we have to actually show that you weren't being a traitor. You weren't being a coward. Right. You were trying to do... We were trying to get, to get you, to, you do to do this the right us. thing. Mm-hmm. The the smart thing. Yes. And geez, let me guess what the <laughs> well, outcome of that was. So reluctantly, White agreed to head back. And it was agreed. This is important. Please note this. It was agreed that if the colonists decided to leave their current location, they would carve the name of where they were going on a tree. And if they were forced um, out... On a tree. Keep listening. If they, This is important. If they were forced to leave because of an attack. So in other words, it wasn't like, oh, things aren't going well. We're going to go ahead and leave. If it was more like, no, we're under attack. We have to leave. They would also leave a symbol of a Maltese cross. So a Maltese cross is like... Sort of a a, yeah, a plus I, sign with V's. Yeah. I, pointed yeah. inward, sort of. You can Google it. It's a weird it. looking thing. Yeah. So, But it is a thing. But do keep that in mind. Carving on a tree of where they were going and the Maltese cross. Keep that in mind. And so, on August 27th, John White left for Europe. Now, while it would seem at this juncture, knowing what we know about the whole lost colony thing... It might seem that he was the lucky one (laughs) because he was getting the fuck out of a potentially dangerous situation in the new colony. Um, But uh, he, like most explorers of his time, did not have an easy time of his trip. The whole voyage got off to a bad start when the anchor of the boat he was in couldn't be raised. So basically Mm. they like couldn't at first even get the whole thing moving. And then a bunch of crew members got injured really badly trying to get it to move. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Then once they did get moving, the winds were not favorable. The voyage was really rough. And then by the time they reached the Azores Islands, which are well off the coast of Portugal, most of his crew was either dead of scurvy or too ill and or injured to be of much use. So they're in the Azores... Little old little Captain the Swine Fernandez, remember him? Yes. <laughs> yes, he, he sailed back with White. He decided, you know what? Now would be a great time to just hang out in the Azores a little bit to see if we could, like, pirate a couple of ships or whatever. So White just wanted to get the fuck back to England. And Fernandez is like, but we could maybe make some bank here. We could maybe pirate some ships with... People dead of scurvy? Right. Like, what, what, I mean, really, what? Apparently they had enough people, or maybe he was just arrogant enough, who the fuck I'm going to guess it's the latter. Yeah. So, but that meant that, so there were multiple ships going back, right? So White had to, like, be like, okay, you go do that, I'm leaving, and had to carry on by that, just that one vessel on its own. And because of all the unfavorable conditions, it wound up being a very long journey. 
with White reaching Ireland in mid-October, so this is almost two months later, where he left the boat and the crew behind and made his way to Southampton, England, which he reached on November 5th. I couldn't, I couldn't find any more information on how he did this. Maybe he found passage on another ship. Who knows? I don't even know. He just wound up back there. Now, one might think that this was the hardest part, his getting back to England, but uh, this was just the start of his problems. So remember the whole, oh, there's an Anglo-Spanish war going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Was, that's right, there was. Well, that was still going on <laughs> by the winter of 1587. And at that point, Queen Elizabeth had gotten wind that Philip II of Spain was starting to amass a fleet of ships, the notorious Spanish Armada. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For that reason, the queen put the kibosh on any English ships leaving the country. She's like, no, you have to stay here and fortify our country. So regardless, Sir Raleigh and John White worked to put together a fleet of six ships to return to the Roanoke colony whenever that would become feasible. Now, while the wheels on Raleigh's plan started, they were moving, but it was slow going because... I mean, he's he's a queen's boy, right? So he's just, like, trying to figure out how to get this to work. White worked on an alternate plan of his own to get out. He hoped sooner than what Raleigh's fleet could do. <clears throat> so over the winter... So this is... Keep in mind that the colonists are still on their own during this entire span of time, right? Oh, yeah. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yes. Uh, so <clears throat> over the winter, our old friend, friend Richard Grenville... Of the left 15 men behind who died fame, had been given permission to sail to the Caribbean in... Good old old Dick Grenville. (laughs) Dick Grenville. uh, Sail to the Caribbean in order to attack the Spanish there, and White was able to gain passage on the resupply ship that would be going along with Grenville. So, um... This sounds way too complicated. They, somebody should have figured. I out, know. Somebody it, should have figured out flight. A and long I time couldn't. Ago. I know. I couldn't <laughs> figure it out either. Something like either he was able to go with them for safety, like for his Something, safety, yeah. to that point, and then sail on his own or his own contingent. I don't know. And he probably had like some sort of document or note on him, being like, "This is from Queen Elizabeth. Right, I'm allowed to do this. Like, whatever. I, I'm, yeah. I'm allowed to board your ship, and you've got to take me back to." <laughs> right. Yeah. So Grenville's fleet with White as a passenger was all set to leave in March of 1588. March, remember, he left in August. So this is months later. This is eight months later. Yes. When bad winds postponed the journey. So they were supposed to leave, but they couldn't and they couldn't and they couldn't. But unfortunately for White, the postponement turned into a cancellation of the mission when Elizabeth once again stopped the voyage as things heated up with the Armada and Grenville's ships were called upon to stay and defend England. So now his plan B was gone. So now moving on (laughs) to plan C... (laughs) White did have a small break when two of the ships in Grenville's fleet were not remanded because they were considered not suitable for combat. So there were a couple of ships that she was like, yeah, whatever, you can do whatever because I'm, you're not going to help. Now I feel like I really am in drunk history. but <laughs> So that break continued his way when he was given permission to go ahead and take these ships back to the colony. So on April 22nd, 
1588 at this point, he set back out for the New World. Hey, look, he's he's going. He's actually getting off the off land. He's able to go. Like, uh, how many April? Eight months later. <laughs> and he was accompanied by, among others, a Portuguese navigator hired by Sir Raleigh. So remember, Raleigh is still involved in this whole thing the whole way. This is his colony, like by... Um, capital, Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically. So unfortunately, this navigator, this Portuguese navigator, was telling the crew about, oh, you know what? There's so many riches to be found. If we just privateer some Spanish ships, we just need to make a little detour to Cuba. That's all it's going to take. Like, bada bing, bada boom, we'll be out of there. We'll have a bunch of of treasure. It'll only take a couple of months. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Now, understandably, White was like, oh, no, 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 we're getting back to the fucking colony. But the crew was like, no, we're not. We're doing this first. So um, they detoured to Cuba. Now, shocking, perhaps to them, but not to us, this change, of course, was a bad idea. Just a couple weeks into the journey, off the coast of Morocco, the ships were attacked by the French. And while White himself did survive this attack, attack, um, it didn't turn out so well for many of the crew. And additionally, the supplies that they had on board to take to the colonists were plundered by the French pirates, leaving the best... Like, he's like, well, now I have nothing to take back to them. He literally had to go back to England. Like, he had jack shit to give to the colonists, so he had to go back to England. Oh, my God. This is like a comedy of errors, this thing, except it's not funny. This is an error of errors. So, in late July of 1588, the Spanish Armada was successfully driven back to Spain by England and its allies. Though it would seem this would make conditions more favorable to sail back back to Roanoke, it actually made it worse because England made the choice to continue to shore up English ships to organize a counterattack. They call it the counter armada, not imaginatively, with their own massive fleet in 1589, leaving Raleigh and White high and dry on options to get back. (laughs) We're not even, this is page three. I have three more to go. So in the meantime, the Spanish were up to their own plans when it came to the colony of Roanoke. Now, they had been monitoring the situation there for some time because they were pretty sure the English were establishing not just a colony, but like a home base in the New World where they could send out ships to pirate Spanish ships. And now, while the information they had regarding the colony was a little right, the part that there even was a colony, like everything else was wrong. They thought, like, it was a piracy hub. It wasn't. There were rumors that the English had found that route to the Pacific Ocean through the Chesapeake Bay. And also that they found a bunch of treasure. (laughs) Now, I I know, I know, I know, I know. Now, because the colony was supposed to be in Chesapeake Bay, remember, that that was the whole point, was that it was supposed to be at Chesapeake Bay. Philip II sent Vicente González, a well-established Spanish explorer whose main conquest was parts of Florida in the preceding decade, to go check out that area and try to find the colonists. Now, this was in 1588. He did, and 
he couldn't find the colonists because they weren't in Chesapeake Bay to begin with, so that didn't help. But as he sailed back to Florida, he came upon Port Ferdinando, the water near Roanoke Island, which the colonists had named after our friend Simon the Swine Fernandez. So in other words, Gonzalez lucked out and found the exact area where the colony actually was located. Now, he didn't do a terribly thorough investigation, um, but uh, the reason that he didn't go too deep in there was because the first, if unwitting, witness account that something wasn't right with the Roanoke colony was that he didn't find any signs of people living there. So because he was the only eyewitness in that year, 1588, it's thought that that's when, like, they were already gone by then. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to them, they were already gone by then. Uh, Now, obviously, they did not share this information with the English. (laughs) So they were still just trying to get back. So the Anglo-Spanish... They're like, you remember that colony we tried to get going? (laughs) We haven't heard from those people in a while. In all fairness, from what I could tell, White really wanted to get back, plus his daughter was in that colony. So he actually had a vested interest. Sure. So the Anglo-Spanish War continued to delay the English efforts to return to the colony throughout the entire year of 1589. Remember, White left in August of 1587, Mm -hmm. and now we're talking two years later. Mm -hmm. Now, things did start to look up at the end of the year, as England had successfully stopped the threat of Spanish invasion of the country for the time being, and as a result, the moratorium of English ships leaving the country was lifted. So, okay, so now we can sail again. Now, taking advantage of the new opportunity to sail was an English businessman named John Watts. Now, part of his holdings were in the powerful and previously mentioned in our podcast, East India Company. Oh, so He was yes, a rich bitch, right? Yeah. Um, so this guy was... <laughs> I remember writing this. So this guy was, in John Ralphio's words, flush with cash. <laughs> Can you hear me flush with cash? Look, I wrote uh, it. <laughs> oh, John Ralphio. Uh, John Ralphio. He decided it was a good time to put his money to use by financing a privateering expedition to the West Indies, to the Caribbean. He enlisted Abraham Cock, we requisite sure. little yeah, why not? laugh, Christopher Newport and William Lane, Ralph's brother, right? And William could have eventually been turned into Dick, so you could have had a Dick, dick and, and, a and, and, a, and a and a Ralph and a Cock all in the same. Your Dick makes me want to Ralph, you Cock. <laughs> And this is how you can tell we're on part three of this story. (laughs) To command the three-ship fleet. So this fleet was being put together with the assistance of none other than Sir Walter Raleigh. And he had a plan. He secured two ships, the Hopewell and the Moonlight, to join Watt's fleet. That doesn't sound very encouraging. (coughs) Hopewell and Moonlight? (laughs) No, it doesn't. It just really doesn't. It's, It's not as forceful as like the, you know... Uh, you know, maybe like the 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 stroker in the in the in the genius. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Those would have been better names, I think. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> the stroke. No, that would not have 
been better. That would have been much better. It would have been much better. Oh, so these two ships that we won't mention would join the fleet along with John White and his crew, which would break off from the main expedition to make their way up to the Roanoke Colony. Now, this time, amazingly, given his track record, this plan actually worked. The expedition left England on March 20th, 1590. It's a good year. And despite some pretty awful sailing conditions, par for the course, as we know at this juncture, on August 18th, 1590, his granddaughter Virginia's third birthday, John White and his crew approached Roanoke Island and were heartened to see smoke in what they presumed was a signal fire. Now, they landed and they did see fresh tracks in the sand of the beach. As they approached the colony, they saw the letters C-R-O carved into a tree. Then upon reaching the site of the colony, they found that the colonists had built a fence to fortify the area. And into one of the posts of the fence was carved the word Croatoan. C-R-O-A-T-O-A-N. With no Maltese cross. Hmm. So, based on previous conversations, it would seem that the colonists voluntarily left, were not attacked, left for Hatteras, for Croatoan Island, what was then known as Croatoan Island. Um, As they searched the area, they discovered that the houses had been dismantled and any belongings that could have been picked up and carried away were. And that uh, included uh, White's worst fears. All of his shit was gone. Mm. Well, of course, it was that was the good shit. So, yeah, having seen the Croatoan carving and no Maltese cross, White was sure this meant the colonists left the area voluntarily and headed to Croatoan Island, to Hatteras, so south a little bit. He was ready and raring to go there the next day, happy to be reunited with his daughter and the rest of the colonists. Unfortunately, and this is August, mid-August, so this makes perfect sense, a massive storm was brewing. And his crew was not about to risk their well-being any further by sailing straight into it. It was decided that the two ships uh, would split up. The Moonlight would set off back for England. And the Hopewell would sail to the Caribbean, where they would kind of like wait through winter and come back in the spring. People had very different timelines back then. All all, I'm saying. Um, It was more season. Yeah. (laughs) So on their way back, on their way to the Caribbean, the Hopewell encountered strong winds that knocked them so severely off course, they had to abandon the plan to go to the Caribbean at all and just ended up going back to England. On October 24th, 1590, John White arrived back in England to share his findings with Raleigh. So while White was quite hopeful that given the evidence, the colonists had simply relocated, Sir Raleigh was doubtful. He didn't let on about his true feelings to White, but he also had ulterior motives for wanting it to be assumed that the colonists had survived and not that they had suffered some cruel fate. So if they were found dead, it could put his claim to the, quote, colony of Virginia in jeopardy. So he dithered and dallied until 15 95 five years later jesus i know five Five years years to make up your mind yes 
Five years later, Raleigh did something unprecedented. He got into a fucking ship to head across the Atlantic, right? There you go, Don Jr. Strap up. Yes. Now, his first transatlantic expedition, he was like, oh, I'm going back. And I'm not making this up. He said, I know this sounds like I'm making up what he said. It's not an exact quote. But he was like, oh, I'm going back to save the, the colonists. We'll find them. We'll find them. Guess what this bitch was actually doing? He was trying to find El Dorado. Do we know what El Dorado is? The city of gold. Okay, it's I was myth. just gonna say, yeah, it is yeah. fucking myth. But this is also the time period where people still thought the Fountain of Youth was around, and that's why Ponce de Leon even discovered Florida. Like this is uh, El Dorado bullshit. is also the uh, the place that you're supposed to get to in the the second game of uh, Nathan Drake. What is the name? Oh, of that oh, game? oh, uh, the that game. Fa- not Fallout. No. Far Cry 4. No, not no? that either. Um, something else. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Someone will know. It it is the uh, it, it is the the place where you're supposed to wind up at the end of the game. And okay. It doesn't turn out that great. Well, because it doesn't exist for exactly. one thing. But um, uh, uh, Poe Edgar Allan Poe wrote a great um poem about El Dorado. But at any rate, <laughs> this idiot was just trying to find a fake city of gold. I'm going to hop on a ship and try to find some place mm-hmm. where I'm not sure if it exists or not, but we're going to find it if it does. And here's the other thing. Raleigh even sailed past the Outer Banks, but Way didn't stop. Nice. He said the weather was bad, which could have been true, given the track record. This, this could have been very uh, true. That's a, yeah, there, there's a good chance of that. But it's still fucking weak sauce, Raleigh. Yeah. Like, our city's kind of named after a little bit of a dick. Uh, I, th- I think everyone was a dick back then. Just Probably. Whatever. How, oh, but so, fif- that's 1595. In 1602, now 12 years after they realized that these colonists were no longer there, Raleigh funded another expedition, again saying he was going to look for the colonists, but again, it was a weak cover story. And this time, his, his actual motive, and I am not kidding when I say this, he was trying to harvest sassafras in the area because sassafras prices had been driven up massively. Um, I literally wrote, capitalism be capitalism, bitches. So long and short, Sir Walter was no fucking help and was far more interested in his own riches and reputation than he was. Shocking. A shock. In the 119 missing colonists, he was directly responsible for. You're trying to... You're trying to tell me that somebody who was born into wealth, who has never really earned anything in their entire lives, uh, settled on being... Really? After he fought with the Huguenots, he did nothing. I do not celebrate his like, entire catalog. I, I do not, yeah. <laughs> we just live in his city's namesake. Yes, we do. <laughs> Literally. Like, we're not, we're not, ki- we're no, not kidding no, about we that. we live in Raleigh. So other attempts to find the missing colonists, or at least more information on their whereabouts, continued. In 1603, English captain Bartholomew Gilbert tried to find the colonists again at Chesapeake Bay because there was still confusion about where they actually were. In an unsuccessful... They were, like, they were like, no signal fire this time. Right. In an unsuccessful expedition that led to him and all those who landed with him being killed by indigenous people. So it was a dangerous mission. In 1607, Raleigh lost the race to become the founder of the first permanent English colony in the New World when the colony of 
what's the first uh, European colony in America? If you had to hazard a guess. I'm honestly not sure. Um, the first European colony in, mm-hmm. on this continent? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, New York? Oh, okay. Virginia, I, was, I, was, I was thinking yeah. of a state. Okay. Jamestown, modern day Virginia. Sure. Um, off the James River that runs from Chesapeake Bay. Turns out Chesapeake Bay really was a better spot for a settlement than the Outer Banks at that time. Who'd have thunk? One of the leaders in Jamestown was one Captain John Smith. I know that name. Mm-hmm. Very generic name, but of Pocahontas fame. And I'm not going to get into the real story of John Smith. I'm, I googled to see if they did a dollop on it. I could not find it, but that would be a great dollop to do. That'd be a good one. Because that's a whole other shit show. Smith and the Jamestown colonists heard rumors that the true fate of the Roanoke colonists was actually positive, that they had, in fact, assimilated into the local tribes and were living as members of the community. John Smith also sent two search parties to an area where it was rumored an unknown group of Europeans were living, but they didn't find anything. Now, in this part of early colonial America, the stories of what happened to the Roanoke colonists kind of changed with the times. So while the Jamestown settlers' relationships with the local indigenous people, the Powhatan tribe, was good, the rumors were, oh, they assimilated into the local tribes. Then when things turned bad between Jamestown and the Powhatans, because of the settlers' fault, um, suddenly the story started shifting into, oh, no, 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 now we've heard that they were actually massacred by the natives. So, you know, it was very convenient storytelling, basically. So the next European explorer to actually go to the Outer Banks was Englishman John Lawson, who went there in the early 18th century, 1701, over 110 years later after the last confirmed sighting of the colonists. He visited Roanoke Island and... uh, reported that he found remains of the settlements, including the fort that the settlers built, as well as some belongings. Now, he said that he met some of the local tribes in the area, and he considered there to be a fair amount of English influence in their culture, and some of the people even reported that they had white ancestors. In fact, some of the people actually had gray eyes, like lighter color eyes, which might indicate that they actually did have some sort of European blood in them. And that's basically where the story ends. I'm going to go on a little bit. So in the end, as I said in the beginning of all this, no one alive now knows for sure what happened to the 119 people who went, for all intents and purposes, missing from the Outer Banks after 1587. Interest in finding the real story of it all was revived. Like, basically, it was kind of like, okay, whatever, Mm -hmm. and forgotten about until the late 1800s. It was the romantic period. It was like, oh, look at this amazing lost colony or whatever. Some archaeological digs were attempted, but nothing of any significance was found. Part of the problem is that it's really hard to tell what is an artifact from those people at that exact time. Versus, say, the Lane Expedition, or stuff that the Europeans had traded with the native people, or people who were in the area after them. And then you add to that the fact that, as I mentioned, the Outer Banks constantly shift their geography because they are essentially sand dunes, they're barrier islands. 
So it's possible that most of the artifacts of this actual colony are on the seafloor at this juncture. Probably. So there's that. To date. And and at this point, just buried by, I mean. So to date, nothing definitive has been found to pinpoint the fate of the colonists. But of course, that doesn't keep people from guessing so as i said it's kind of an obvious guess yeah one of the prevailing theories was that they assimilated into local tribes the fact that it does appear by all accounts that the colonists actually voluntarily left of the the site of the colony right no maltese Mm -hmm. cross the croatoan uh carving that doesn't contradict that There are multiple claims of European ancestors in various tribes, including the modern-day Lumbee tribe of Robeson County, the Catawbas, and the Corys. In the 2000s, a scientist even tried to find a genetic link in DNA from modern indigenous people to European ancestry, but again, to date, hasn't found a definitive link. There are also multiple theories regarding where, if they left voluntarily, the colonists actually went. So like, okay, say they left, where'd they go? Some speculated they tried to sail back to England, but didn't make it, right? And then they were lost at sea. Others, I mean, I didn't think of that, but that could, that could it's a thought, very well right? be. Yeah. As good a guess as any. Yeah. Uh, some speculate, uh, others thought that maybe they continued to their original destination of Chesapeake Bay, where they were killed by the Powhatans. And then, of course, there's the Spanish. What if they staged an attack on the English at Roanoke Island? They certainly wouldn't tell the English that. So that that was a possibility. Then there are thoughts that they were maybe just attacked and killed by the Sakatans. I mean, the Sakatans had every right (laughs) and motivation. That was going to be my guess. Yeah. Um, Or also highly possible, and here's why this remains valid for us to cover... What if they got smallpox or influenza or another disease outbreak and all died? I mean, I mean, yeah. It's I mean, possible. But the ding against all of these theories about them dying on site is that no remains of them. I was going to say there were no bodies found. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Literally. And to date, no known remains yeah. of the colonists. I, uh, wow. I mean. Oh, well, let's keep going. Oh, yeah, sure. But yeah. I haven't even gotten into the wingnut oh, theories. Okay. You ready for them? Sure. So because there's no definitive proof of what happened, people have floated some interesting ideas, um, including that Raleigh actually knew where the colonists were but didn't tell anybody. And alternatively, that the English deliberately blocked White from getting back to the colony to help because they wanted to ruin Raleigh. So very pro and anti-Raleigh theories there. Then there's uh, fun ideas that the Sakatans burn them at the stake for being witches, which actually that seems more like a white person nonsense thing to do than native, but okay. Uh, that they were cursed or demon possessed. So that's cute, but no. And naturally that they were abducted by aliens. Yeah, sure. Why, well, yeah, I'll, I'll sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> there are also charlatans who have tried to make up their own artifacts proving the fate of the colonists, most notably in the late 1930s and early 1940s, when a total of 48 stones inscribed with words were suddenly discovered that came to be known as the Dare Stones. They were inscribed with allegedly accounts of what happened to the colonists written by the colonists themselves, or more specifically by Eleanor Dare, leaving clues for her dad, John White. 
and these stones that were discovered all around the same time uh, said that they left Roanoke Island and eventually settled near Atlanta. Now, at this point in time, virtually all the stones are thought to be forgeries. So, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, jeez. Ah, jeez. Ah, jeez. This mystery was what revived interest in the colony in the first place in the 1800s and what pumped the story full of romanticism and intrigue. It was a story of scrappy Europeans trying to chase the great American dream in a new world that wasn't really at America and how they faced all sorts of adversity, including, worst of all, brown people. Mm -hmm. Now, very interestingly, in my opinion, was the special and creepy interest and glomming on to the figure of Virginia Dare. So keep in mind, this person was an infant who was never witnessed alive past the age of like a month. But the fact that she was the first European born in America made her a big fucking deal to people who like white shit. White suffragettes in Raleigh, like North Carolina, where we are in the early 20th century, evoked her name in their appeals, quote, that North Carolina remain white, end quote. And this is what I wrote about that. So this literally... Because that's what she would have wanted as a one-month-old. Well, here's the thing. This is the thing. This literal baby is still got, got used, turned into a still to this day used as a symbol for white supremacy hundreds of years like half a millennia later there's a website that uses her name to promote a white supremacist hate group side note if you in any way empathize with the so-called alt-right may i kindly show you to the fucking door because i swear to christ you are not welcome here and fuck you Uh, Her name was used to sell many products, including tobacco, sometimes accompanied by a disturbingly sexualized image of a white, like, Venus-like woman figure. Baby! Again, baby, infant, no one ever saw her grown up. This is really sick. And she was also used uh, in the Reagan administration for the D.A.R.E. campaign. (laughs) Maybe the Virginia D.A.R.E. It was not. I, mean, yeah, I, was, I, I was literally joking about that, but it, it would be fun if that's where they got the influence from. Because Ronald Reagan was a racist. Yeah, fuck yeah. So was everybody in his... They're like, Virginia Dare. What can... What Dare acronym? to keep kids off drugs. I don't even remember what Drug that stood abuse, for. Drug abuse, resistance, education. Is that what it meant for? That's oh, exactly I, right. I, I didn't I went even remember that. Fifth grade. Did you go through it? Oh, yeah. What, what age? We were fifth grade. Uh, in I, I, County. I went through in grade school. I know that. Okay. And at the time, I was just like, "Yeah, I'll, that drugs are bad." And they're, they're just <laughs> well, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. like it's immoral. <laughs> and that's and that, that's exactly what they tried to plant on the whole. It had nothing to do with a health issue, which is what it is. Right. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, it's a uh-huh. it's immoral, and those people are bad, and they deserve to be in jail yeah. for the rest of their lives. Fuck this fucking Ugh. Jesus Christ. And, and oh, wow. Uh, look what we were founded upon. And look at the well, traditions we've let's uh, keep upheld. Going, yes. Jesus Christ. So the state of North Carolina still uses Virginia Dare's name for memorial and, and more importantly, for tourism. Dare County is named for her. 
as is the Virginia Dare Memorial Bridge, which is the part of 64, U.S. 64, that joins... I, I literally drove on that today, I yep, think. that joins Roanoke Island to the mainland of North Carolina. Well, not that part, but I was on 64 today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you what ready? fuck? Are you I ready? Mean, Are you ready for my... I, I, I okay. am. Uh, just before that, you're using the name of an... That's what's so fucked up. It's an it an was an infant. infant. <laughs> to I I I know that name. Yes. Like uh-huh. like I knew that name. Uh-huh. Like it sounded familiar. I had no idea what the context was or first known European child born in North America. And I guess that's why I know that name. Yeah. You know, it's just it I I learned it somewhere along the line and just yeah. but what the I mean but right. how else was this, was this going to go? Right. Are you ready for my my I am. My speech. Yes. Okay. Uh, ultimately, in my opinion and what we can talk about this in a little bit, the most likely thing that happened to the colonists is that they left Roanoke Island voluntarily, most likely to Hatteras because of the evidence of the agreed upon tree carving. What happened to them after that? Who knows. We will never we will likely never know. After writing 17 pages, I counted them. I wrote 17 pages on this topic. I have come to my own conclusion that the actual disaster in this story is what it says about how we, as Americans, need these stories and need these legends because the American ideals of colonialism and capitalism and winner-takes-all requires a constant stream of myths and ego boosters and reassurances that yes, we're the best and it's because we come from a lineage of adventure and moxie and hardy people and that most importantly, we are superior as a result. Otherwise, if we look at the reality of it, we quickly learn how many failures and miscalculations and disgusting entitlement and truly aberrant behavior led to us stealing half of a massive continent, consistently and constantly committing crimes against humanity on a horrifying scale, and lying to ourselves, deluding ourselves for centuries to avoid the uncomfortable truth of where we really came from. That's very well said. That, my friends, the fucking motherfucking story of the lost (laughs) colony of Roanoke. The story of colonialism gone wrong. Well, it's the opposite of an oxymoron. It's redundant. That's what it is. Colonialism gone wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to... Okay. I'm not even... I'm, That's okay. Yes. That's okay. Um, you, you surprised me with that one. Um, <laughs> but that that is my opinion. The disaster of all of this is who we are now. Well, it's never uh, it's never gone away. That well, yes, I mean, that's, you're right. That, you're that's, right. We've always been this. Yeah, I mean, but, it's not. But do you see what I mean about like we have well, to like course. lionize Virginia Dare? We well, have to part of the say thing, that this is all bravery. Part of the thing, and I do not say this lightly at all. I do not. Um, really, I'm. You can bring it back to the Vietnam, the start of the Vietnam War. I do not think LBJ was a fascist. Um, but had fascistic tendencies that came to light really under Ronald Reagan 
and now we're seeing the literal fascism basically now we're seeing the end result of when you don't believe in government which conservatives do not in in america anyway don't believe in government they say that it's bullshit it is but they don't believe in government we will we see what what happens when that's your belief when that's your social structure uh, 150,000 people die of a disease that didn't yeah. have to happen anyway it's I, it's 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 it, it is it is a it is a hierarchy of arrogance it's a hierarchy of looking back to the past to make bolster our present. to to justify what's happening mm-hmm. in the present it's all i mean it's it's just because it's it's just it's just sick it's just like why can't you just fucking leave people alone like how well, hard is that to do or here's the thing you know? why can't i get it 500 years ago why you couldn't do right. that well i kind of no, i don't i don't i think that i think they were here here's here's my hot take i think raleigh was a fucking asshole that all of well, those all of the europeans who were like yeah let's come conquer the new world fucking dicks I get that they were different times. I don't give a shit. They were still wrong. Well, they were different times, but the actions are very similar. They're not going in there. Right. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not Sir Walter Raleigh and his buddies going in to take over. No, because you know what? Sir Walter Raleigh was a fucking landowner. Yeah, exactly. Fucking capitalist. Yeah. Yeah. It's not him and his buddies going to take over shit. It's like, well, it's like, this sounds great. We're going to send these people. But so the yeah. the main thing that like I just think and I feel like we're getting closer and closer to a reckoning on this. We're coming a lot closer to a reckoning on slavery, and I think like honestly, if we're going to address that, we need to address our first atrocities as white Americans, yeah. which is a hundred percent. As I said, stealing half of a continent from the people who are already here through massive genocide. We are descendants of genocidal maniacs. Yeah. But then again, I mean, but then you also have to We're reaping the benefits of that. But you also have to put into context, 500 years ago, so were pretty much everybody. Okay, whatever. Whatever. We're not talking about 500 years ago. We're talking about right now. Oh, no. Now. And and all of those atrocities, those aren't all 500 years ago. No, they're not. Because the Trail of Tears wasn't 500 years ago. Reservations weren't 500 years ago. We've done jack shit. To correctly address the fact that we straight up well, sold land. Well, because if you try to address that, then you you don't believe in America. That is where the fucking myth telling exactly. comes in. Yeah. The legends, the idea that yeah. these were somehow... And here's the fucking thing of it. These people were crazy pants on one hand because who the fuck does this? Who's going to sail across the Atlantic in the 1580s? But no, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it today, much less fucking but no, 400 no, some not, years ago. They're not crazy. They're not <laughs> unstable by sending other people or, or even volunteering to go themselves. They're they're adventurous. They're rakes, they're rogues. They're they're the moxie well, and the, but you know. There is something to that. There there really is. There is. But here's the sad part. That's like the that's like the one percent of like the nobility. Yes. Like the the well, other the other 
you know what? It would all be also well and good if they had arrived and then just been like, hey, hey guys. We've got food. We've got medicine. What? Can we? Can I'm we sorry. Come? I'm sorry we're killing everybody because of our diseases well, see, that we didn't know the, we brought along. That's the problem. <laughs> we'll try to fix that. Uh, like the, well, I mean, I said that in the, I think I said that in the very first episode. I'm like, wouldn't it have just been easier just to say hello <laughs> and like, right. and like just have dinner? Like, wouldn't that have been easier? Well, but then, then the other parts of it were, it came down to survival because their plans fell through and they didn't have sh- enough shit. So now they're having to, to like, basically rely on the local people who are now themselves in danger because they can't have enough food because the fucking white people need it all. And But you also, and this is not... It's complicated a- really quick. This is not excusing it. But you have to put into context what the mindset of human beings were again, 400 and some years ago. Again, I yeah. am not... We cannot go back in no, time. can't fix it. We can't even know 100% what all these people were thinking on no. any side. But we know they were all maniacs. Well, we but know we that can for sure. Do, what we can do is say... So we can't go back and change the past. What is the future going to look like to make sure that we are... I mean, I'm 100% a pro-reparations person in terms of for indigenous people as well as uh, people who were uh, who are ancestors of slave, uh, people who were enslaved. Because, I mean, our history is fucking ugly. If you look well, our, at well, it. Well, our history is bloody. Just our, like, it's, just like. But it's it's bloody in, in ways that didn't need to be. Right. It's bloody. It didn't have to be that but way. What do we do? We, we focus on, like I said, the adventure spirit. We focus on. Sure. We wanted freedom. And that's why we. And it's this, that is the problem. And that is what I learned from this is that the problem is that we romanticize this shit. Yeah. That was our own fucking fault. It, it goes back to the, I believe it was Mark Twain. History was written by the winners. You know, know, I mean, capitalism, there are winners and losers. Yes. Yes, I mean, but it it could have been back in that time. I'm not sure if it could have been different. I'm really not sure because I think people's brains were just in a different. I I think you were raised to be like you will dominate and you are European. I get that culture and a lot of things change over time. But. My thing is still think it now. Well, of course, and yes, that's fucked and they're up. the ones that rule our government it's still. Fucked up. Oh, I mean, we we still practice colonialism to this oh, day. Fuck yeah, constantly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We, that is people our, don't people don't realize it. That but, is that is our biggest contribution to the world is the worst thing we could be doing, which is yes, we can. I don't know about that. It is a contribution. What else do we give money, and that's just bullshit. Technology. I mean, all sorts of things well, at a price. Sure, we're but just, but we're just fucking profiteer. See, that's that's how I view it. We are still, you know, what our actual spirit is. It's the spirit of the of the guys who are like, hey, we can go to Cuba in the meantime and privateer all this. <laughs> we're the fucking opportunists. We're the ones who well, still yes. have the pirate mindset. Well, of any, whatever you can steal, you can claim. Any government really is opportunist. But what what I was what I was trying to say is. What we need to do and what, um, I mean, even some liberals too nowadays, which that's a whole different avenue to walk down. But for certainly for conservatives, when you try to bring up the fact of we need to address our past, Mm -hmm. we're never going to make it right. No, we we can't can't make it right. It's way beyond that. 
We need to address it, learn from it, and move on. Well, not and, just and move that, on, improve. And that, to them, is a serious threat. They because, want to just keep holding on to this shit. Because it threatens what? Threatens their narrative. Mm-hmm. The story, the myth, yes, the legend, and it's not like that narrative and that story. It's not like any of this isn't true, right? You know, it's the romanticizing of it. Exactly, exactly, Mm -hmm. and it's like, and I can kind of see to a degree where conservatives are like, you know, that's bullshit. Like we need to just keep moving on. But it's like, no, no. At some point, you have to address it. And you're never going. You're and this is this is what you have to make them understand. Never going to make it right. Well, and also never going to make it right. We just have to learn from it and, and stop making it your fucking identity. I right. cannot tell you. Yeah, how that's fucking that's the other sick. thing too. That's the I other am thing too. of the heritage argument. Fuck that. I swear to Christ, fuck that and fuck you for thinking that your heritage, quote unquote, your precious fucking heritage lies in colonialism and in oppressing people. Oh, it's freedom. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, t- tell the uh, what, what was the what was the tribe that tried to get a uh, the Sicotans yes, or the Croatans? Try, try to tell them that it was yeah, like just yeah. fuck you. Yeah. If you can't again, find, again, again, history is written by the winners. All it fucking is is you can't find pride in your own fucking actions and thoughts no it's 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 not that it's to me it's not that at all it's it's you know what you did is wrong and you're trying, trying to make to excuses it for it you're trying to rationalize and justify it because in the end you are secretly ashamed of yourself yeah that's the only either you're sh- ashamed and, of and yourself what, or you're a psychopath and what you're trying to do when you're saying those types of things that oh, we couldn't or this that and that all it's, all it is is projection that's all it is you know and it's Human history, period. No matter what country, region, wherever the fuck, human history, period, is bloody. All over the map, all over the world. Yes. It's really, it's really only within like the last hundred years, maybe, where people have kind of been like, we should probably stop doing this. If we cooperate, it'll work out better for everybody. Like if we just try a little bit. You know, oh, and, and lo and behold, that's sort of when ideas of like socialism and Marxism. Not even not come. not even that. I mean that those ideas really came uh, to me came to uh, came to the forefront in the um, the artist period. What am I trying to say? The um, artist period. There was a period of art um, that Da Vinci. They all came out of that oh, era. Oh, the Renaissance. Yes, mm-hmm. that's when. That's when the Enlightenment. Yes, yes, I, thank I got you. you. Yes. There is that. There is that period of time. I'm just saying you were talking specifically about violence and such, but <sighs> at any rate, I'm I'm not even going to try to speak to the rest of the world. Rather, I'm saying that we as Americans need to say we are not fucking exceptional. Yeah, there's no I... such fucking <laughs> thing as the manifest destiny. We are no different than anybody else. Worse, we're actually pretty shit for what we did in the past. And you're right. We can never go back and change it. We can never even make it right, no, so to speak. Can't. Right? It's impossible. All we can do is fix to the best of our ability all we can what do we've is, got right now. All, all we can do is acknowledge it. No. And we can... No. No, no, no. It's, it's more than that. Because the fucking uh, state governments have like, we apologize for slavery. Cute. But what are we doing about it? What are we doing about this racist system? But you you didn't let me finish. I was saying, all we can do is acknowledge it and then move on from there. Put 
certain systems in place. Not move on. Yes. It's No, it's not moving on. It is correction. It is corrective action. That is corrective action because you're recognizing that something's not working and that you need to fix it. That's a correction. Sure. Yes, we need to take corrective action. I am clearly pretty passionate about this after writing. um, After writing 17 pages on the Lost Colony of Roanoke. If you are still listening, (laughs) I'm assuming you're pretty left of center. Otherwise, you'd have tuned out a long time ago. So, give us a little hand raise. I'll hope. <laughs> oh, I'll that's right. Yes, yeah, we probably won't. We probably will not. Just like we raise didn't. your left hand for us. But what what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I, it's what I mean by saying acknowledge it and move on. I don't mean move on and forget it. I mean acknowledge it and move on in the spirit Correct of. It. Th- this will be in our memories, just like they do with German kids who go to uh, grade school. They teach them, uh, yeah, this whole Holocaust thing happened that we mm-hmm. started, and there was no precipice for it as far as the German people went. It was just something. Precedent. Who, precedent, thank you. Um, it's just something we decided to do. Like, we just decided as a, as a whole that we hate Jews, and they were to blame for everything. It's also okay to recognize that your ancestors are fuckwads. Yeah. It is. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's why I love being like ancestrally Canadian because we are the nicest people on earth. You were fur tra- trappers and traders. You were mercenary fur traders. That's okay. It was good back in the day. <laughs> I do come from a long line of mercenary fur traders. And our oldest relative, he wasn't even Canadian, which didn't exist at the time. It was still part of England. He was actually German. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, he was a German missionary, mercenary fur trader. Missionary mercenary. My uncle P always mixes that up. He always calls him a no. He always calls him missionary. We're like, no, he was a mercenary. He was a hired gun. No, it's hard to tell sometimes. But anyway, so we come from a long line of mercenary fur traders. So I'm I'm really glad we got to do this because, well, I think it counts. Can, Can I can I say my theory? On what happened. Oh, you're actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you mean the topic. <laughs> yeah. On on what actually happened. Yeah, so, I, so to, to recap, my opinion is that they actually did leave voluntarily. I was then thinking I have no that, idea what happened. I was after. thinking that uh-huh. too. Mm-hmm. And so they were they were like, all right, we're out. This is done. Like we're and out I'm, of supplies. We need to go somewhere else or something. And I'm sure they sent out scouts and other things. They're like, all right, uh-huh. scout out. I mean, they were on the coastal part of modern day North Carolina, Virginia, uh, South Carolina too, probably. No, it was North Carolina. Just North Carolina. Okay. Um, And they said Croton, which we think is Hatteras. Right. Plenty of, plenty of places to go, plenty of resources to have. I think when they, they're like, all right, we're out of here. We're going along. We're, we're moving on. I think that one tribe was like, no, no, you're not. You're not going anywhere. Hmm. It's possible. Like, like we're done with you. The cro- the we, Crotons we are... or the Sicotons? Actually, who knows? Who it fucking been knows? Anybody, yeah. It might have been both of them at the same at yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to make an example mm. of like you come here, you're not because they know. They know they're like, all right, the ship came in. Now it's leaving. It's not coming back for another yeah three, four, five, six months, another year, two years. Mm-hmm. It's not like they didn't know that. 
and they that they didn't knew they had time to plot. They yeah. had all sorts of time, and they're going. But they're, where they're, where do you think the bodies are then? Like the remains? They could have they could have thrown them out into the ocean. There are sharks in that yeah. part. I mean, yeah, they could canoe, have canoed out. And I doubt they would have taken the time them. to bury them. That that's a lot of manpower. That's a lot You're of. Right. I think they, they probably would have either piled them up or they could have burned them all and. But they were obviously killed by either one of... I don't think that's obvious. I think it's pretty obvious. I actually do think that assimilation was possible. Um, I I do do not doubt at all that there's European ancestry in some tribes, although that I'm not saying that it's just from this uh, Oh, no, it's not just from this. There are Europeans all over North America by the 1600s, but um, it is possible... Especially if maybe, 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 what if we could make all sorts of stories up about what happened? Aliens abducted them. What if? um, (laughs) I mean, that's that's what if like so. John White was the main agitator. Mm -hmm. What if when he left, they pleaded with them and were like, "Hey, dipshit's gone. We want to make nice with you. We will become like part of you. We'll adopt your culture." I mean, it doesn't sound like a very <laughs> likely thing that a European would say at that time. It happened, though. But, I mean, you it, know, it very much happened in the westward expansion. Y- yeah. Many white people so joined. they're like, you know, we're cool. But this, is not, but this is not the westward expansion. No. This is 300 years earlier. No, but no one even looked for them again. Like, after that initial yeah, spate, no fuck one looked knows. for them for over a century. So Never going to find them at this point. No. Never going to find them. No. The only, I mean, the, the only... They'll become a fossil someday, and some generation twenty thousand years from now will be like, uh, Maybe. I, I guess this was a human. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I yeah. mean, I think they. I think they got ambushed. I. I think it's very easy to determine. I think because it's, because it's, of the circumstances I think it's surrounding poss- it. Very possible. Yes. I don't think highly it's, likely. <coughs> I don't know that I'd say highly likely, but I, I think would. it's very possible. I would say highly likely. The native people, they're like, we have enough. We've had enough of this shit. Mm-hmm. There's only... How many of them were there again? Well, there was 119, but okay. then a number of them left. I, I don't know how many... I think it was... No, 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 wait, sorry. It was 119 who were left. So, yeah, yeah 119. Like, there's only 100 of them. There's thousands... that's including kids and babies and women, so... Thousands of us. Uh-huh. Let's just stamp this out right now. They could have. They could have very easily. And get rid of it. And if they come back, we've got eyes on them. And the people that they're looking for, gone. Well, Never and they, gonna find no them. one even came back to truly explore the Outer Banks until the 1700s. So So they got their point across, didn't they? Well, either that, that or focus was different. I don't know that it was con- perceived as a threat or why. Oh, I'm, for, I'm pretty sure it was. Know, and that's... Uh, that's that's how it's I perceive of, it. It's a lot yes. of conjecture once yes. we get to that point. Yeah. I think they were trying to make a point of don't come back here. Maybe. And if you do, we'll we'll disappear these people too. Yeah. And it, and it literally it took almost. I mean, oh Jesus! I mean the. Wow. I mean the, I know. the, the story of the actual history of North America. I'm not talking about the United States mm-hmm. of America. When North, we really think North America goes back to the earliest time that we can bring it back to is about 10,000 years yes, ago. Yes, the land bridge yes. between um, um, Alaska and Russia, yeah. As far as when North America was settled. 
goes back to, as far as we know, yes. about 10,000 mm-hmm. years. And I, I've watched so many documentaries on that because it's so fascinating mm-hmm. what the land would have looked like back yeah. then. Very what, different. What, and resources were just plentiful. You have all sorts of trees. You have all sorts of animals that you can and kill an and eat. And extremely diverse land. Yes. And if you can... Um, not master the landscape. That's a, that's the wrong term because that that suggests you're trying to dominate it, which is well, not possible. Well, humans have always tried. <laughs> tried, always failed. But if you can coexist with the landscape, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a pretty good life. I mean, well, really. And I, think I that's mean, what the indigenous people yes, tried to do. Yes, they they were like, hey, you know what? They actually had a decent thing going for a long time. Yeah, long time. Not that there wasn't uh, not that violence. There wasn't strife, and yes, yeah, and not that it, not that it was perfect. Conflicts, yes. But I do know this, and I've I've listened to a couple people talk about this, the, who are historical people going back in that time when there was assimilation between European explorers and. Um, indigenous people, mm-hmm. Native Americans, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, in any case that we know where a European got brought into the tribe, they never left. Because things they were didn't, actually okay. They never yeah. went back to yeah. the industrial mm-hmm. age of... Because... Well, also, I would guess that that would... My guess would be that that would also tend to draw people who were kind of looking for a, a different life than mm-hmm. so people who wanted to there, assimilate there, were likely there to are be people different. like that that mm-hmm. exist today. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Not for me today, but 200 years ago, I've been like, yeah, I'll hang out with you guys. That sounds like, <laughs> seems cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're just rambling. We are rambling at this point. <laughs> we just, I think so, we passed rambling a while back. <laughs> so, so for the five of you still listening, your guess is Lee, Abby, and other people. Oh, listen to Lee's podcast. Yes. Fantastic Civil Wargasm. Oh, and also, we I, did we mention this before? I think we did in our first episode of this. We finally did hear back from Alex. We did! Yes, yes. Alex! Yes, Alex yes. is okay. She's okay. Yeah, Alex is Alex is doing all right, and which she is good. Does not have her dog, or she does. She doesn't have. Oh, her dog. you know what? I need to ask her about okay. her dog. She's she's in a um a group home uh, I hope situation she has a dog. and hoping to start her own podcast. So good. When that happens, we will we will support her hundred percent. Yep, absolutely. And we'll, we'll uh, let you know about about that. So yes. So this has been the ramblings <laughs> for at least the past twenty minutes. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Of the Lost Colony of Roanoke, Part 3 slash Part 6, Return of the Jedi. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.